Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Gist is brought to you by SAP HANA. SAP HANA helps the world's best companies get the answers they need to become more agile, develop new streams of revenue, and predict the future. Run SAP and run simple. Visit sap.com reimagine to learn more. And by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Casper mattresses come with free delivery and returns within a 100-day period and get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash gist and using the promo code gist. The following podcast contains explicit language. It's Wednesday, October 28th, 2015. From Slate, it's The Gist. I'm Mike Pesca. The internet likes things that should run but don't and things that should not be running but do. I suppose it's a human tendency to notice patterns in things, to be attracted, to laugh at upended expectations. So let's talk about things that should run but don't. Cat is placed on a treadmill. Cat lies down in defiance. Hilarious viral video. Or a lot of those epic fails. What's going on? Guy on a bike, guy on a skateboard, guy on a silly looking scooter approaches the ramp, misses the ramp, crashes into the non-inclined part of the ramp, slash a lake, slash a heap of shame. So that's something that's supposed to run but doesn't. Now, what about the things that aren't supposed to run, but they are running? Well, there were those runaway llamas in Arizona a few months back. There were those animals in the zoo in Georgia. Sweat and Matt, they ran away, those prisoners. And now we have a runaway blimp captivating everyone. I did find out about the blimp because someone had a snarky tweet about Chris Christie vis-a-vis the blimp. Get it? He's overweight. And then I got to reading about how Chris Christie was kicked out of the quiet car. Chris Christie is complaining that his room is too small for the GOP debate in Colorado. GOP debate in Colorado. So I start thinking maybe because I'm thinking about Christie and I'm thinking about Colorado. And Colorado is always the state that's the number one on the list for the least obese population, right? And I don't know what it was about this thought that made me say, wait a minute. And I went and I looked and I uncovered this fact. Maybe you've heard this fact, but in 2012, the 2012 election, if you took the top 10 states that had the highest percentage of obese people, so the 10 fattest states in America, nine of the fattest 10 voted for Romney. And if you took the 10 states, including the District of Columbia, with the most thin or the least obese population, nine of the 10 least obese states voted for Obama. Michigan was the exception who voted for Obama. Utah was the thin exception that voted for Romney. All right, so what does this mean? Here's what it might mean. Ohio has just cracked the list of the top 10 most obese states. And no Republican has ever won the White House without winning Ohio. So what I'm saying is that this year, the GOP has a chance and not a slim chance at that one. Speaking of fat, I want to put some salt on that on our show. Maria Konnikova joins us to play Is That Bullshit? Salt is Killing You edition. And I spiel about the Fox baseball announcer who unites America. But first, here and now, salt has been called the silent killer. We are silent no longer. 
And now a word from our sponsor, SAP. SAP HANA helps the world's best companies get the answers they need to become more agile, develop new streams of revenue, predict the future, and reimagine the way they do business. Run SAP, run simple. Visit sap.com slash saphana to learn more. Chlorine, don't eat that, I'll kill you. Sodium, also pretty deadly, especially when mixed with cyanide. But the crazy thing is, NaCl, you mix sodium and chlorine, and not only is it not deadly, it's delicious salt, only it might be deadly. Well, here to uh, unpack, to lick the issue of whether salt is really bad for you, because my God, has science gone back and forth on this thing, is Maria Konnikova. Maria Konnikova is the author of The Confidence Game and Mastermind, How to Think Like Sherlock Holmes. She is both salty and savory. We savor our time with you, Maria. Was there ever a time, because when I was growing up, salt was portrayed as pretty, pretty bad for you. Was there ever a time when, maybe post-Marco Polo, when they used it to preserve goods from the Orient? Was there ever a time when salt was seen as something just to eat with abandon? Well, it's so funny that you bring up Marco Polo, because back then, when the Chinese first discovered that you could actually use salt to preserve your food... It wasn't seen as bad at all. It was seen as kind of this absolute miracle thing. Yeah. And that view persisted for a very long time. Well, Salt- to be fair, maybe when the lifespan was 41, it is a miracle thing. You know? <laughs> um, and so apparently up through the 1870s, mm-hmm. it was the most taxed and traded commodity. Yeah. In the Empires world. were made based on salt and spices, but um, apparently. You know, and so and so I don't think salt. people at that point I don't think people realized that there was anything bad about it. There was some medical advice if you suffered from gout that you might not want to have salt for some reason in the medical literature of the time gout everyone has gout yeah. right everyone well, everyone kings so yes. that's where the funding for <laughs> science came from right everyone suffers from gout and salt was linked to gout right and so in that sense if you had gout people told you to moderate your salt intake but otherwise it was just this beautiful thing that made a lot of food accessible and in some diets so we think about you know the western diet mm-hmm. but in some diets like um, Japanese diets where you have salt that comes in soy sauce. Um, Finland and kind of Scandinavia where you, salted fish is a huge staple of the diet year-round. I mean, you really, historically, this was not just something that wasn't bad, but kind of a staple of your cuisine, something that makes you culturally and nationally what you are. When did the backlash, the uh, scientific backlash against salt begin and why? So um, starting after the 1870s, that was the peak. And then it started going down because we figured out different ways of preserving food. Um, And then refrigeration happened, obviously, in the 20th century. And our consumption of salt went way down, Mm -hmm. not because of a scientific backlash at that point, but because, you know, we didn't really need it. And then starting in the 50s, kind of with the rise of processed food, suddenly we were consuming a lot more salt again. And that's when the medical establishment really started saying, hey, is this actually doing something bad to our bodies? Which leads to an obvious question. Hey, is this actually doing something bad to our bodies? (laughs) So the evidence for a very long time, and even today, is slightly mixed in the sense that there has been a lot of work on this. And we do seem to have good evidence that there are some bad things that Mm -hmm. happen. So high levels of salt do seem to increase your cardiovascular 
event risk, so the risk of heart attacks, of strokes. It increases your blood pressure, and that's kind of that's the causal chain. Because when you eat too much salt, so normally the salt is expelled by the kidneys. Right. Remember, we did an episode on toxins, yes. and we talked about how you don't really need a cleanse because you have your kidneys, and that's what they do all the time. They cleanse your body. But sometimes when there's too much salt, it builds up because your kidneys can't actually process it. And then what happens is your blood pressure can go up. And what happens when your blood pressure goes up is your risk of cardiovascular stuff. So is this for everyone or just for certain people who are prone to it? Because I think that's where we are now. The doctors are saying, well, it's not so bad for everyone, although we could probably all take to cutting some of it out of our diet. But hey, if you are prone to hypertension or if you have high blood pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So we can probably all cut some of it. So there was a really interesting study, a meta-analysis, because we like those, done by the New England Journal of Medicine a few years ago in 2010. And they looked at evidence from a bunch of studies for from tens of thousands of people, and they found that reducing your intake by three grams a day, which isn't actually that much, can actually re- reduce the number of annual cases of coronary heart disease by 60 to 120,000, that it can reduce the cases of stroke by 32 to 66,000, and heart attack by 54 to 99,000 and that it will reduce the number of deaths from any one of these by 44 to 92,000. So what is three grams? Is that the difference between regular soy sauce and low-sodium soy sauce? I hope so. It could be. Well, that's so so that that brings up a really interesting question, which is how do we consume our salt? Yeah. Um, And a lot of the times... Wait, hold on. That brings up an interesting question. And Maria, how do we consume our salt? (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Well done. So... A lot of us think that, oh, I'm just not going to salt, put as much salt onto my food. But what we don't understand is that, what we don't realize mm-hmm. is that a lot of the food that we're eating has salt that we don't even realize. So if you had to guess, yeah, in what food do we consume most of our salt right. in the U.S.? In the U.S.? Mm-hmm. Uh, check mix. <laughs> well done. Crunchy, wait, sp- uh, crunchy Cheetos. Interesting. Yeah. Brazil nuts, planters, mixed nuts, 50% peanuts or fewer. I always said it's funny and insulting to the peanuts. They have to put <laughs> that on the label. But anyway, that's I, I'd say that's most of the salt. So it ends up that as a population, the place where we get the most salt is cereal. Cereal. Yep. In the U.S. and the U.K., cereals and baked goods are the number one source of salt in our diet. But it's called cinnamon toast crunch, not cinnamon salt crunch. Yeah, yeah. But it is salty. But there is salt. There is salt in all of these. Mm. And almost all commercially bought baked goods, and not even commercially bought, a lot of recipes call for salt. Right. Even though you can't really taste it. Yeah. But what did you drink today? Have you had sodas? Have you had- I've not had sodas. I've had coffee, Mm -hmm. milk, salt shake- and a little bit of seltzer. Anything bad there? Well, the salt shake is totally fine. Okay. Yeah, you can you can keep drinking those. Yeah. So yeah. you drink seltzer, that's fine. But if yeah. you had had club soda, well, you had a little salt. That All of a sudden, you're salt. in the club. You're, it's pretty. It's pretty. And if you had a lot of other types of sodas, yeah. 
you also would have had salt. In fact, 75% of our salt consumption on average comes from processed food, as opposed to from, you know, cooking a dinner and putting a little bit of salt on your steak. And so these other cultures, Scandinavia, Japan, mm-hmm. do they have the same kind of problems with salt, worse problems with salt than we do? Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, some of them do. Some of them don't because there's also some genetic stuff that's yeah. involved and different bodies do process it differently. This gets back to your earlier question of is this for everyone or is it only for certain types of people? But there is high blood pressure and problems of high blood pressure in Japan and Finland also had this problem. They reduced salt consumption. They actually did have a massive kind of effort to do this in Japan as well. And that did seem to improve health outcomes. That said, I mean, there is a lot of individual variation. There's a lot of genetic variation. For some people, sure, you know, you might reduce your risk of heart attack a little bit. But if it was already really low and genetically you have really low blood pressure, which happens, you know, for instance, my grandfather was Russian, you know, and grew up eating smoked meats and basically the worst possible stuff for you when it came to salt, had the blood pressure of a newborn his entire life. (laughs) So, so, you know, there, there is a big genetic component there as well. Okay. So let's, let's do our thing and say salt will kill you. Is that bullshit? That is bullshit. Mm -hmm. We do know that salt can be bad for you, that it can lead to higher blood pressure, but it's not as bad for everyone, there is genetic differences, and in some amount, it's totally fine. Um, and some people don't really need to reduce it, although most of us probably could. But for me, the biggest problem is when we're not really aware that we're consuming salt. Like if you had cereal and you th- knew that you had to reduce your salt content, that might be much worse than foregoing salting your steak. Okay, and I guess we'll uh, salt away that bit of knowledge. Huh? Salt puns. Well done. Yeah with Maria Konnikova, the author of The Confidence Game, and mastermind how to think like Sherlock Holmes and how to salt like Marco Polo. Thank you, Maria. Thank you so much, Mike. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. The key selling points of Casper are quality, cost, and convenience. I will now touch on all three. Quality, great mattress. They combine premium latex foam with memory foam. But a description or a name of the type of foam, that's not going to convince you it's quality. When I get to convenience, that's what's going to convince you. But first, let's talk about cost. Regular mattresses cost $1,500. Casper mattress, $500 for a twin-size mattress. And it goes up from there, $600 for a twin XL, $750 for a full-size, $850 for a queen, $950 for a king-size. But it's a lot cheaper than the regular mattress. Now, here's where it all comes together. It's completely risk-free. You order it for delivery. It shows up and keep it, and sleep on it, and return it within a 100-day period. It's that simple, so you could experience the quality for yourself. It is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. The risk-free trial sells the mattress. Try sleeping on it for a 100 days with free delivery and painless return. They're made in the USA. And you could also get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash thegist casper.com slash gist and using the promo code gist. We got to say terms and conditions apply, but I also got to say if you try the mattress, I think you'll like it. And now the spiel, talking baseball, unfortunately. 
All right, maybe you aren't watching the World Series. Good, good. This news is for you, and maybe you are. And because of that, I will provide a baseball fact at the end so scintillating, so opaque, that it will make you a hit with savants. So here's the baseball news. Last night, Game 1 of the World Series ended with a Royals win in the 14th inning. The pitchers of record were the Mets' Bartolo Colon, at 285 pounds, the second heaviest player in baseball, though players lie about their weight, could be the heaviest. The Royals' Chris Young was on the mound. He's six foot ten, the second tallest player in baseball. But there was a man deeply involved in the game who isn't the penultimate anything. Oh, by the way, you know what penultimate means, right? It means second to last. Just wanted to point that out because Benghazi Commission Chairman Trey Gowdy misused the word on Meet the Press. So Trey Gowdy, no relation to legendary announcer Kurt Gowdy, but Joe Buck is of relation, son, in fact, to legendary baseball announcer Jack Buck. So greased a little bit by nepotism, but blessed with a set of good pipes, a fine jawline, and the sort of seriousness of purpose that says sport is of import. Joe Buck has been tapped to be the lead Fox announcer for both baseball and the NFL. Joe Buck had his own HBO show where they tried to capitalize on his Midwestern everyman charm. Joe Buck starred in a line of Holiday Inn commercials, no doubt trading on his everyman appeal. In this one, three superfans, one of them played by past just guest Nat Faxon, in fact. See, it's Joe Buck in a Holiday Inn, and they make Joe Buck say things. Joe Buck? How you doing? Oh, what a voice. It's like, it's pure it's like baseball. velvet mixed with peanut butter. Yeah. Would it be all right if I touched your throat while you said something? Okay. You could just say swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. <laughs> that is oh, awesome. Dude. You guys gotta try it. Go ahead. Okay. Swing and a miss. Oh yeah. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Guys, I'm gonna take the stairs. I'm gonna take the stairs. Guys, I'm gonna, gonna take, take the stairs. So that shows Joe Buck's a regular guy, a good sport, he's approachable. But here's the thing that complicates that assessment. Everybody hates Joe Buck. I don't mean that he has his detractors. I don't mean that he's polarizing. I mean that everybody hates Joe Buck. Last night, I went on Twitter, and I started reading things about Joe Buck, and no one said anything nice. Joe Buck is weak, Ethan Witt. Oh, snap. I finally have a poll option on my account. I'm going to use it till I'm more hated than Joe Buck and Harold Reynolds. Harold Reynolds is a co-announcer. Mercedes, why is Joe Buck's forehead bigger than my future? It's not really about him. Uh, Jason Carr, hope Fox loses feed to World Series again tonight so we don't have to listen to Joe Buck. Yeah, the broadcast went out for a few minutes last night. Tonight, Joe Buck and the GOP compete to waste everybody's time. The best thing about the Fox TV truck losing power is not having to listen to the annoying voice of Joe Buck. Jay Steinkruger, Joe Buck is garbage. Harry, Joe Buck is actually more annoying with the volume off. How is that possible? Eric Noonan, hoping Joe Buck somehow magically gets replaced for the remainder of the World Series. He's awful. Fire Mike McCoy, Joe Buck is the worst announcer in sports. At this point, I'm finding the complaining about Joe Buck more annoying than Buck himself. At least I could mute Joe Buck. Hey, do a Twitter search on Joe Buck tonight if you don't believe me. You'll have a hard time finding anyone saying anything nice. Now, I know Twitter has a reputation for users being mean. But when we say Twitter is critical of, I don't know, Anne Hathaway, we mean that it's, I don't know, 4 to 1, 5 to 1, maybe 10 to 1 negatives to positive. 
Joe Buck is less popular than that. Joe Buck is actually definitively less popular than Bill Cosby. Cosby's negative Q score in 2015 was 52. 52% of people had a negative opinion of him. And Rasmussen reports did a national telephone survey this summer and found that 21% of Americans have a favorable impression of Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby does much better than Joe Buck. Why? So if you casually watch baseball, maybe only tuned into the World Series, you don't have much of an idea about the depth of Buck hatred, you might be a little nonplussed. To you, Joe Buck is a guy who says things like this. Into right, Granderson back, Escobar tags. Here comes Escobar. The Royals win game one. Hosmer drives home. The winner in the 14th. A factual and, frankly, pleasantly sonorous description of accounts of the game with the express written consent of Major League Baseball. So what is the big deal? Well, there are some criticisms that aren't fair. Some critics accuse him of being against their team. Every announcer hears this. I don't think it's ever true. Some critics took comments he made saying he prefers the excitement of football to the pace of baseball to be a criticism of the game they love. I think he was just being actually kind of obvious. I think the problem is that Joe Buck is not funny which would be fine. Some of the greatest announcers of all time aren't funny, but they weren't trying to be funny. But Buck exists, or thinks he exists, in the tradition of Marv Albert or Bob Costas, who did have sly senses of sarcasm and often offered bona fide witticisms. Buck clearly sees himself in the mold, but I've watched him for years, and he never adds humor, what I would define as humor. He says things that are sarcastic. He states words and sentences that are the opposite opposite of what he actually means, but he's not adding humor. Insincerity doesn't equal irony. Clearly, he styles himself as a wit. Listen to this, his most famous exchange in his broadcasting career. He was given this HBO show. It replaced the one helmed by Bob Costas, who really did combine sports and cleverness. Well, on the show, Howard Stern's sidekick Artie Lang came on, and Buck just didn't know what to do with him. Fuck him. Fuck the Cowboys. Jason, <laughs> Jason, when we talk about fame and we talk about being plucked out of Good nowhere, segue. thanks. Mm -hmm. You're a regular you talk Bob Costas. You no. talk about scrambling for a segue. I just pulled a hamstring <laughs> looking for some sort of segue. I'll be pulling a hamstring later to fucking. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for that. I want to be working construction by next Thursday, so I hate show business. You're on your way. You, you, uh, you know, so are you. you know, uh... And then at one point, Artie grabs a cigarette and says, oh, don't worry, I'm not going to smoke. Uh, I, won't, I won't light it. Okay. No, I, do you think I care about you smoking a cigarette after what you just laid Fuck out it, Let's do it, brother. <laughs> no, don't. Please. Say what you mean, Joe. Shit, right, we got I'm an sorry. hour. Just saying insincere things isn't funny. Likewise, saying forceful things isn't authoritative. He does this too, like when he called Vikings wide receiver Randy Moss disgusting for miming, miming, lowering his pants and shaking his rump at a Green Bay Packer crowd. Being able to run as he shoots the moon to the fans here in Green Bay. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. And it's unfortunate that we had that on our air live. That is disgusting by Randy Moss. Joe Buck oozes insincerity. He's a fine describer of the game. Someone told him he needs to do more, so he does, but he does that poorly. 
Last night, he and the Fox broadcast crew made the decision not to divulge the fact that the Royals pitcher, Edison Volquez's dad, died earlier that day because Volquez himself appeared not to have heard the news. It was the only ethical choice that could be made. And today, Joe Buck is firing back at those who would criticize the broadcasters for their actions. This is a straw man. As I said, it was the only ethical choice. It doesn't cover you in glory any more than it covers up your other sins. And these sins are, let's be fair, they're small sins. They're stylistic choices. Really, they're more annoying than anguishing. Maybe as a Mets fan, I could take solace in the fact that Joe Buck can be my scapegoat, my whipping boy, my spoken word, Chase Utley. But broadcasters are either like a friend you watch the game with, they're witty, they're insightful, they're fun, they're happy to be there, or they're like showmen, they amp up the excitement, they heighten the drama. For me, and for many, Joe Buck is part blowhard, part failed wit, who you want to slink away from so you can watch the game in peace. And my special fact of the day is this. If Bartolo Colon maintained his current weight per inch and had Chris Young's height, he'd weigh 330 pounds. And then he'd get that guy out. That's it for today's show. Just producer Andrea Salenzi tethers her dirigibles at the Maryland state line. Just executive producer Andy Bowers is part of Arizona Llama Rescue, which an investigation revealed to be llama bounty hunters. The gist, we prefer the quiet car, but we'll pay extra for the pantomime car on longer, boring trips. Oomperu, deperu, duperu, and thanks for listening.